Happy New Year! I hope you all had a blessed time celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are back for Season 3 of the Jesus Joy and Java Podcast. This season is all about dressing for success by equipping ourselves for battle with the armor of God to fight against the invisible enemy which comes at us every day. So who's ready for battle? Grab your Sword of the Spirit and your Java and let's go! Sisters, welcome to our first episode of 2023. This is our introductory episode for Season 3's topic, The Armor of God. There is no better time than now to get prepared for whatever this new year brings. The Bible instructs us in the book of Ephesians to put on the full armor of God. Why? Because it is no secret that every single day we face an invisible enemy. There is a war going on around us 24-7, 365 days a year. But this is not a war we can see or even touch. This invisible enemy is determined to destroy everything that is important to us. His mission is to attack our minds, to attack our hearts, our home, our spouse, our children, grandchildren, all of our close relationships, and even our career or ministry. In John 10.10, it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So why is it called an invisible enemy? Because in Ephesians 6.12, Paul tells us, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Here Paul is describing the spiritual battle that exists in the everyday lives of us, the Christ followers. He lets us know that our battle is spiritual. It's not one that can be seen or even touched. In 2 Corinthians 10.3 it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. We must realize that the enemies we face are not other people, they're not even objects. It's not our spouse or our co-workers, but the enemy may use them as part of his attack. In 1 Peter 5.8, we read, But our true opponent is not other people. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Paul identifies our enemy as a spiritual or demonic force. He says that our battle is against rulers and authorities. This indicates that this is a worldwide spiritual battle. It's not just in our hometown, it's everywhere. This battle is so big that it is beyond this world, as Paul says, even in the heavenly realms. 
You see, sometimes we may feel that we're being attacked at work or even identify this attack coming from a boss or a coworker. We think that maybe by changing jobs that this may solve the issue. But guess what? The battle continues at our new place of work. Or we think that perhaps our spouse is the problem and we get a divorce. But guess what? The battle continues in our next marriage and the next one and the next one. It doesn't end until we do what Paul tells us to do in verses 13 to 20 of chapter 6 in Ephesians. He says that we dress for the battle by putting on the full armor of God. This armor is what prepares us for any type of attack that may come our way. But before Paul instructs us to put on this full armor of God, at the beginning of chapter 6, he starts by giving us specific instructions and encouragement. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6, 1 through 9 together. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bondservants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, but good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. In these verses, Paul is instructing us, the Christ followers, to show love and respect to each other. He specifically addresses husbands, wives, and children, and pleas for the church to stay strong while fighting against the devil's crafty schemes. He also directs servants to serve with honesty and with good intentions as if they were serving Christ, and he directs the masters not to mistreat their servants. In the following verses, Paul gives a detailed description of the tools God has given us to battle against the enemy's crafty schemes and to be victorious over the spiritual attacks. So let's read Ephesians 6.10-20. through 20. These will be the verses that we're going to be focusing on in this series. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, 
and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. In these verses, Paul is not trying to instill fear in us. He is encouraging us, the followers of Christ, to stand up and to stop fearing the enemy, to trust that God will equip us when we are feeling vulnerable. As Paul is describing each piece of the armor of God, can you just imagine him sitting there in his jail cell watching the soldiers walking back and forth? as he is carefully analyzing each piece of equipment and trying to correlate it with how we use it to fight the invisible enemy. So while Paul is describing this full armor of God, he's also drawing some of his wisdom and understanding from the Old Testament. We can find two verses in the book of Isaiah which identify some of these pieces of armor. In Isaiah 59, 16-17, Isaiah says, He saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation on his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to the Barnes Commentary, these verses refer to God, the Redeemer. The prophet Isaiah here is introducing him as going forth to vindicate his people, clad like an ancient warrior. In the declaration that he put on righteousness, the essential idea is that he was pure and holy. The same image is used by Isaiah in another verse. In Isaiah 11:4 and 5, it says, But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. So as we can see, Paul and Isaiah are both describing pieces of a soldier's armor fit for a soldier who is ready to fight an earthly battle. However, we, the Christ followers, must be equipped with the armor of God so that we may be victorious when fighting the spiritual battles. In 2 Corinthians 10.4, it says, The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So, sisters, the invisible enemy schemes against us to catch us unprepared when we least expect it, when we are distracted and have taken our eyes off of Jesus. So, in order to always be ready for battle, the full armor of God is to never be removed, 
since we never know when the enemy will attack. In this six-week series on the armor of God, we are going to be learning how to dress for battle so that we may always be ready and have victory when the invisible enemy attacks, because he will. In Ephesians 6.13, Paul says, When the day of evil comes. He does not say if the day of evil comes. So are you prepared for when that day comes? This concludes the introductory episode for this season's topic, The Armor of God. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me, and I look forward to these next six weeks as we learn to dress for success. Let's strategize together and learn how to fight against the enemy's evil schemes. Join me next Monday for part one of the six-week series. We will be learning all about the first piece of the armor, the belt of truth. If you would like to do a more in-depth study on the armor of God, I highly recommend a study guide and video series by Priscilla Shire. This was the book we used in a women's Bible study class that I took a few years ago at Calvary Chapel. Each video in the series goes along with each chapter of the book. You'll love the way that Priscilla breaks down each piece of the armor and explains how we can use this armor in our everyday lives. I'm including the link of the book and the videos in the show notes and also in the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus Joy and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's Word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week.